Welcome to Strange as Fiction, episode 22. I'm your host, Austin Miller, and today we are talking about the Wall Street of the Southwest. But before we do that, of course, we got lots of news to get into, as well as what shows and movies are dropping this week. So let's get into it, starting with the news. Variety reports that the TV show Community is getting a movie on Peacock. Peacock has ordered a movie based on the Dan Harmon comedy community, bringing back original stars Joel McHale, Danny Pudi, Allison Brie, Jillian Jacobs, Jim Rosh, and King Jong to check in on what the gang from Greendale has been up to since the show ended in 2015, end quote. Um, for those of you who are familiar with the show, you're probably super stoked at this news. It's been a while since, you know, uh, anything community-related has come out. It was a very popular show. I really enjoyed it back in the day. Um, kind of dropped off there towards the end, but I uh, had some really hilarious episodes and memorable characters. Um, it was kind of episodic in nature in each episode the gang who met at the local community college for studies uh got into various shenanigans um and it was always a good time so i'm excited to see that a movie's coming out i haven't seen any mention of donald glover aka childish gambino uh making an appearance so i'm assuming he's out unless there's some secret cameo that is set to appear marvel armor wars is switching from a tv series to a movie marvel's armor wars originally planned as a tv series for disney plus is being redeveloped as a feature film variety has learned armor wars will star don Cheadle reprising his mcu role as james Rhodey rhodes aka war machine the project is based on marvel comics seven issue arc of the same name within the story of iron man and follows rhodes as he must face what happens when tony stark's tech falls into the wrong hands and a quote uh you know i don't know too much about this series uh not super excited about it but not super against it either i kind of would prefer it as a tv show um i don't think it has the popularity that some of these other marvel characters have in order to you know really bring out the hype and the crowds to come to come watch i think you know a lot of us are at this point where it's just like well, well i've already seen every other marvel movie in existence i guess i'll go to this one i'm guaranteed at least a c in terms of quality so that's probably the bucket I fall into, um, but I kind of like these shows for these lesser-known characters better. It really lets us get a chance to get to know them. Um, we all know the origin story of Spider-Man and Batman. We've seen it a million times, but characters like uh, you know this and, and Armor Wars that we don't know so well, a show gives us more time to get into the character, whereas an hour-and-a-half movie... Uh, it's like boom origin story boom here's their struggle and boom here's the climatic battle that they're one at the end and it's really predictable um so you know i kind of wish they would have kept it a show but we'll give it a chance um and it's kind of sadder news uh coolio passed away the grammy winning rapper coolio died at the age of tw- age of 59 and is well known or most well known for gangster's paradise great song um i think that we've we've all heard a dozen or so times and in, in uh that song alone put him on the map and um i don't know too much of his other catalog or library uh, i think it's worth diving into to see you know some of his other works and stuff so maybe that's something i'll do later this week the cause is unknown um at least it hasn't been reported yet since this recording um and it was also reported that he had three movies in the works which i didn't really realize that he was so into the movie hollywood acting and producing scene but uh we'll see what happens with those projects if they'll continue on or how far along they were and they'll just end up canceling them McDonald's is bringing back Happy Meals, but for adults. From October 3rd 
to October 30th, you can order the Cactus Plant Flea Market Meal Box that comes with a meal and one of four toys, the Hamburglar, Birdie, Grimace, and Cactus Buddy. You may recognize the first three names from Mickey D's classic stable characters, while Cactus Buddy is the mascot for Cactus Plant Flea Market. The McDonald's characters look a little strange, though, with four eyes apiece. The meal comes packaged in a box designed with CPFM's style in mind, Cactus Plant Flea Market. Um, that's reported by IGN.com. And so I find this very interesting for a couple of reasons. One, uh, McDonald's always kills it with the marketing um, and very smart of them to do this. They're kind of making a huge nostalgia play right now, both with bringing Happy Meals back to adults as well as, I don't know if you saw, but this month they're bringing back the Halloween trick-or-treat buckets that were huge during the 90s. Um, you know, they had these, like, different buckets that everyone used to go trick-or-treating with, but they got them from McDonald's, and they, you know, were green, purple, had, like, Frankenstein or other monsters on them, and uh, they were very popular. Anyways, it's clear that they're making a play at the Millennials, kind of this nostalgia play, and I think it's very smart. I, I'm tempted to go and get a Happy Meal. I don't know why, but uh, I just wish. Will, probably just because right um and i think one of the funny things is is they keep mentioning this flea market cactus plant flea market well cactus i'm fairly certain is uh related to cactus jack which is travis scott's brand and i don't know if you remember but travis scott is the rapper who you know is from the houston area and recently this last year or two had a concert that ended up in a lot of death. Uh, they didn't plan well for the crowds. People got suffocated. They didn't cancel or stop the show right away when they should have, um, which probably resulted in more people dying than, than than would have originally. And I'm noticing McDonald's keep saying cactus plant flea market. Well, they've already done collaborations with Travis Scott and his brand Cactus Jack. And in their prior collaborations, they were very forward about, oh, Travis Scott this, Travis Scott that. And now they're not even really mentioning his name that I see, at least on the marketing, which means they're probably trying to avoid the PR hit, um, putting his name everywhere. But they might have already been locked in a contract with him, and this is part of their obligation to do another campaign with his brand. Or perhaps they think they can ride um, the hype of those who know, know, right? Those who know and are big fans of Travis Scott know that Cactus Plant is still related to him and will buy it up. And those that don't won't recognize the name and just be like, oh, this is a cool, interesting collaboration with the brand. But they won't put two and two together that it's connected to Travis Scott. So a long way of saying McDonald's is back for millennials and they're doing some uh, interesting marketing that I think is going to pay off big. Um, Last bit of news is that James Bond is hitting Amazon Prime and hitting it hard. All 25 Bond films will drop on Amazon Prime this week thanks to Amazon Prime's new deal with MGM. So if you're a Bond fan like me, um, you know, you'll be excited to uh, explore all the uh, movies on Amazon Prime for free. All right, on to our weekly releases segment where I go over any and all movies and shows that are dropping this week that I think you might find interesting. Uh, So we'll be covering um, Monday, October 3rd through Sunday, October 9th. And there's not a ton coming out this week, but um, I'll I'll share with you a few of the nuggets I found while digging around um, on the various streaming website and movie release schedules. Starting with Thursday, October 6th, Nailed It Halloween theme uh, cooking show on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, Nailed It. 
is this cooking show where um, they try to inject comedy and it's not so much about being like this professional chef. They kind of have amateur cooks on there attempting these challenges and sometimes they turn out pretty ugly. Now the host can be kind of loud and annoying. Some might find her hilarious. Uh, personally, for me and my wife, when we watch the show, she's kind of turned us off because she's just very loud and in your face. Uh, but, you know, overall, the show can be enjoyable. Um, the description from CBR.com reads, Nailed it. Is back for a seventh season on Netflix, this time with a Halloween theme. The Bake Off competition series will bring the spooky vibes and more as amateur bakers compete for a $10,000 cash prize and a nailed it trophy. Like previous seasons, the bakers will attempt to replicate complicated cakes and other baked goods in two challenges each episode. Other than being a Halloween themed season, the seventh season of Nailed It will pay homage to Netflix originals The Umbrella Academy, The Witcher, and Cobra Kai with themed cakes and special guest judges from each show. So, very smart of Netflix. They are weaving in their own properties and franchises into this show so there's going to be some co-marketing going on should be a good time with all the the halloween themed uh challenges so now on to friday october 7th werewolf by night on disney plus this one i am very excited for i probably most excited for this out of any any of the stuff coming out this week on a dark and somber night secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows and gather at the foreboding bloodstone temple following the death of their leader in a strange and macabre memorial to the leader's life the attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic a hunt that will ultimately bring them face to face with a dangerous monster so that was the description straight off of disney's website uh i've talked about this a little with uh stanley parker who does a lot of the movie and show reviews with me on our bonus episodes and we both are over the moon for this it's done in a black and white retro style um and they definitely play up a lot of the classic horror tropes uh you know werewolf in a mansion frankenstein all these like classic horror elements they have like if you look at the trailer the woman screaming as the camera zooming into her face and just it looks so well done and so different than everything else marvel is doing um I'm a little bummed because I thought it was going to be a full-on series. It turns out it's like a one-off holiday special that lasts 52 minutes, which I'll take. Uh, you know, It's better than, than not having the special, but I was hoping for a lot more of this, um, especially if it turns out as good as I think it will. But definitely looking forward to that one. Um, and that again, that comes out on Friday on Disney+. Plus. Uh, last, we have... Oh, no, sorry. I got two more. So on October 7th, that same... Same night, we have The Midnight Club dropping on Netflix. This is another one that will be kind of perfect for the Halloween. If you haven't noticed, all the episodes or shows I'm shouting out are, you know, just perfect for October vibes and all have a little bit of horror elements to them. Um, The Midnight Club follows a group of five terminally ill patients at Brightcliff Hospice who begin to gather together at midnight to share scary stories. So these are based off a book series by Christopher Pike and... What what is gonna how it's gonna unfold is essentially you have these five terminally ill patients and each night they're gonna meet and kind of tell ghost stories right and so each episode will probably start at the Brightcliff Hospice where these patients are and then you know as soon as they start telling the story it'll probably dive in to that actually set actual setting so we'll have like a familiar uh, rendezvous and narration with these five patients but 
sounds like each episode we're going to have completely new cast, storylines, everything, depending on the story that they're telling us. Um, So I'm looking forward to this one. It looks pretty interesting. But we'll see when it comes out how good it is. Again, that's dropping on Friday, and it's called The Midnight Club on Netflix. All right, now last up we have The Blacklist Season 9. Okay, so Blacklist, you know, ran for a long time and was a very popular show. It's had a little bit of a hiatus, but it looks like they're coming back for a ninth uh, season on Netflix. And according to CBR.com, Blacklist is returning for its ninth season on Netflix. The Blacklist is a crime thriller that always subverts viewers' expectations. James Spader stars as Raymond Red Reddington, a former U.S. Navy officer who becomes one of the FBI's most wanted. When he surrenders himself to the FBI, he makes a deal to give them information on the most dangerous criminals he associated himself with in exchange for immunity from prosecution. And the ability to work with rookie FBI profiler Elizabeth Keene, the ninth season explores the aftermath of Elizabeth's murder while Reddington tries to figure out who ordered her death and the FBI task force is reunited after an agent gets injured. I dropped off a blacklist uh, around season four, season five, but uh, you know, if the trailer looks good enough, I'm willing to give this one a shot. It was, it was a pretty fun experience and James Spader is always great in everything he does. Now on to the deep dive. Today's deep dive topic is the Wall Street of the Southwest. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, Galveston? Prior to the 20th century, Galveston was a tour de force. It was the largest city in Texas and the world's leading port for cotton exports. As the richest city in this state, as soon as Texas gained its independence from Mexico and became a republic, the city of Galveston was born. It was dubbed the Wall Street of the Southwest, and in the 1800s, it was on its way to be a world-class city. It was home to Texas's first opera house, post office, hospital, grocery store, library, golf course, and more. With its strong economy, came in influx of immigrants making its immigration station only second to Ellis Island. That was, of course, until the deadliest natural disaster in North American history happened. In September of 1900, a powerful storm hit, killing six to 8,000 residents and causing over a billion dollars in damage in today's money. Water rose 8 to 12 feet along the coastline, destroying thousands of buildings and homes, leaving 10,000 homeless, over 25% of the population. Between the homeless and dead, we are talking nearly 50% of the entire city of Galveston being completely wiped from the map. Soon after, much of Galveston's citizenry would relocate to Houston, which would quickly go on to surpass Galveston as the premier port and economic force in the Lone Star State. Just imagine today if half of Chicago got wiped out in a single storm. Today, Galveston stands as one of history's shining examples of what could have been. Sometimes it's a smaller, seemingly insignificant turn of events that completely derails a city, people, or nation. And other times it's a powerful hurricane that seemingly comes from nowhere and alters the landscape and fate of the entire Southwest. Perhaps had the people had further warning, better communication and warning systems, Peter Parker would not be swinging from the buildings of New York, but the skyscrapers of Galveston. That's it for today's deep dive, and I have to say it's kind of serendipitous that it happens to deal with a giant hurricane hitting the southwest. Um, you know, I started actually researching this prior to Hurricane Ian, which is hitting Florida. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with the people there, awful what's happening there. But it's truly amazing how powerful nature is, and you know, even today with our more advanced warning systems, you can see the devastation that, that occurs. Imagine, you know, 200, 150 years ago, uh, without these type of warning systems, 
how much harder these storms must have hit the people. Um, they didn't have as much time to prepare, to get water. Uh, you know, their structures and all these things weren't as structurally sound or stormproof as they are today. Um, but it's just phenomenal. The story of Galveston literally changed the entire landscape of Texas, the Southwest, and the nation. I mean, this is a city we're talking about that we would be mentioning in the same breath of the New Yorks and Chicago's, um, but now you rarely even hear the name Galveston, right? Uh, unless you're from Texas and you go there for surfing or for, you know, the summer break or something. It's really not a name that is in the zeitgeist of American pop culture. Um, but had this storm not hit, it most likely would be something that gets got mentioned a lot. A lot more films would probably be made about it, a lot more storylines, and generally just something that's more part of the American conversation than it is today. So that's it for episode 22. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a review. And if you want to connect with me, you can follow me on Instagram at Strangest Fiction Podcast or on TikTok at Strangest Fiction. Until next time.